Strike podcast number 65 with senior citizens, Bort. We got it. <laughs> Welcome to retirement. Yes, yes. You can start collecting off 401k now. Um, another loss. Another uh, another week, another loss, another uh carbon copy of uh, like sometimes in reverse but pretty much the same they only put together a short time of good football it seems the jets will either put together a first half and no second half uh a second half but no first half or none there is never a complete um you know both halves and uh, it's frustrating it really is i know uh, you said you didn't see much of it so why don't you start with you tell me what you know and then we'll uh, we'll get into a little bit about the game uh, yeah, with a crazy Sunday, I wasn't able to really follow the game. Definitely didn't watch it. Was trying to follow it on the radio, but I made a point to watch the highlights. Uh, the few takeaways that I have, <clears throat> and from there I'll throw it over to you because I just kind of want to hear your feedback and takeaways okay. from the game. Sure. Uh, I was very happy to see that the defense uh, made a few plays. It was nice to uh, see a defensive touchdown, and I believe they had another interception early in the game. So that was a big positive. Uh, I took away... A positive from Zach Wilson. <clears throat> His athleticism really stood out when he escaped a couple of sacks, especially on that trick play. He just showed that if he can, um, if he can fine tune him, that athleticism really suits today's NFL, where the quarterback often finds himself out of the pocket like he did, and he kept the plays alive and he made plays. That was fantastic to see. Um, the other thing is uh, Brandon Barrios. Uh, I know um, it's a little bit of a reach uh but to me the kid just makes plays get the ball in his hands i'm not talking about we're not talking about a kelvin johnson we're not talking about a randy moss but we're talking about a guy who can make plays he almost has that to me as a jet fan he has that wayne crobat uh nostalgia completely different type of player but like that's a similar story with kind of uh buried on a depth chart and here he's just he just makes plays he's he he sees the openings. He's you can see he's a smart player. He's fast, which all of those things suit today's NFL. So I'm I'm buying I'm buying in on Barrios, and I hope that the rest of the season he gets a lot of touches. The opportunity is there, and maybe we uncover the slot receiver that's going to replace Crowder. Um, <clears throat> outside of that, um, like you said, uh, we kind of know what we are living with. We're living with a team where. Any little positive stretch of foot, football is something that we hold on to and we celebrate. Uh, it's never prolonged. It's never for the entire game. It's like you said, it's in stretches or not at all. And my biggest, absolute biggest positive takeaway from this week is Houston won. The Lions <laughs> won. <laughs> we have to play Jacksonville. They're going to win. We are all of a sudden finding ourselves in a top three pick position and boy oh boy that better be a playmaker that makes us a legit team with a snap of a finger uh those are kind of the points that i wanted to throw out there i want to hear who you thought were the playmakers both offensively as well more more so offensively but defensively as well curious to hear your opinion on the play calling uh more so than the execution i want to hear if uh, you like the play calling and just obviously the overall takeaways of the game Okay, well, uh, I like Barrios as well, so I, I am certainly not arguing that he should be in there more. I don't know that he'll be a slot guy. I think he's probably more of a change of pace fourth guy. Um, you know, put him in there for you know little maybe run plays or end arounds and stuff like that. I I don't see his little tiny body holding up over a 
over getting hit a million times like like the like the main receivers do. But the guy is elusive, and you could he's got heart coming out of every angle. You know what I mean? He's 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 a tough kid. Um, you know the Corbett comparison. I can see. You know he's a little he's a small little guy. He's an underdog. And uh, and he obviously has heart, so of course, it, it automatically. How how often do we have you know little guys with heart on the Jets? It's not often, you know. What was it? Jeremy Curley was another one of those guys, you know. Um, yep. Even even Kotchery, although Kotchery was a little bigger and it was more of that, but it's not often you see those kinds of guys on the Jets. So so I like Barrios. I hope they will continue to give him. And I'm waiting for the day when he breaks a t- breaks a touchdown on a on a kick or a punt. That's what I'm waiting for. Um, he almost did a couple of weeks ago. As far as the game goes, the Jets got off to a great start. Okay, on the first drive, Wilson looked pretty good. Now, I would not say he looked great. He certainly wasn't perfect, but he was he looked stable. And that's and that's what I like to see. He looked stable. He was hitting guys in stride for the most part. Uh, he was doing well. Then, you know, the, they they scored a touchdown on the first drive, and you're like, holy shit. Then, you know, they, they get an interception on, on a tip pass. And then they kick a field goal. So you're like, oh, maybe the interception might have been after the second drive. Whatever the case is, the Jets got the ball back, uh, get up ten nothing, get the ball back again, and then had to punt. And then, uh, and then it seems like that's basically now we're in the early second quarter, and the Jets, everything on the Jets changed. They score another touchdown early in the in the second quarter, and then everything changes suddenly. I don't know, you know, there's trick plays here and there. There's all these little things, but they suddenly stop doing that, and and all of a sudden. You know, the, the, the Miami made adjustments, especially at halftime, you know, a, a, to a degree before halftime. But but after halftime, Miami clearly made adjustments and stopped sitting back and started blitzing. I cannot even tell you. I, it's at least four times. How many times, Vort, would you say in an NFL game you see a, a safety, a corner, or a, or anybody come off the edge with nobody even near them without touching them? Maybe you see it once on a blown coverage. Once, once a game, yeah, like uh... if even right. Zach Wilson had it happen at least three or four times. At least three or four times. One of them was right up the middle. Two, another, another two were off the edges. These guys came in without even a glance. Not even a glance. No one touched them. No one said, oh, shit, and missed them. They, they, it's almost like they were invisible and, and popped up right in front of Zach Wilson. And one of the times he eluded it completely. I don't know how he did. And then another time he got sacked. The final time, and, and I'll get back to earlier, but the final time it happened um, wasn't so much unabated as it was a, the play broke down and Wilson went to, to – uh, went back to throw and, um, you know, just as he got hit and he fumbled. Now, I'm going to get back to that play, but because there's a very important thing attached to it that's, that had annoyed me, not so much that we lost the ball, but it's another thing about the Jets and their stupidity. But, you know, the point, the reason I'm bringing all of this up is that Miami made adjustments and instead of having either a trick play or some kind of creativity or, you know, a quick pass like slants or whatever, they, they started having Wilson fade back five and seven steps on every play. And, you know, with the line being the condition it was in, um, I don't know why Miami didn't attack early, but the Jets did a very good job early. Wilson looked comfortable for the most part. He was, he was doing very well and, and, you know, he was making all the easy throws. And then, the wheels fell off because they started blitzing and the Jets had the guy fade back like a full five or seven, seven foot uh, step drop. And he, and he was getting crushed because he didn't, he didn't have time to do anything. By the time he got to the end of his drop, there were already three guys in the backfield. He was running for his life. And uh, you know, then, then he started missing guys. All of that said, I, the first quarter and a third, I saw what I needed to see. Wilson is capable of stepping up and not sucking. Now, 
whether or not he's capable of being a franchise quarterback is way, way in the future. We don't know, but he he is capable of not sucking. He, you know, whether it's the yips or just a lack of talent, whatever it is, he showed that he can do it. Okay, for a quarter and a third, the Jets look like an NFL team. And I know I sent you a text that said I love it when they look like an NFL team. Yep. That first quarter and a third was one of those times where you're like, this is fucking great. And, you know, and I look back and I'm like, I'm excited because my team scored 10 points, 17 points in a quarter and a half, you know, uh, which is a lot of points. But this is this is what excites me and makes me all psyched up is that looking like they belong in the NFL. And that's that's where our standards are. That's what I always rail against and say Jet fans should aim higher. I need to aim higher, too, because just because you score 10 points on your first two possessions doesn't mean like the world is turning around. And, and I even wrote in my notes um, I don't care what happens the rest of the game. We've got a quarter and a half of Zach looking comfortable, confident, and getting results. Even if he sucks the rest of the game, we've seen some sort of progress. At the same time, you know, I, it excited me so much that I'm kind of embarrassed that I got so excited by something so small because it wasn't like they looked like, you know, the Chiefs or the, you know, the Vikings in the 80s when, uh, I mean, the 90s when they had Moss. I mean, but but they looked so much better than they looked in the second half. So. Mac, I agree with you. At this point, uh, this season has been borderline nightmare. I mean, the, nobody could have foreseen this. Now, looking back, and uh, you can kind of say, okay, but n- nobody really foresaw that really rough, ugly beginning until we kind of got that monkey off our backs and got that first <laughs> win. Um, <clears throat> so, like you, I've had to temper down my expectations. I'm not looking for a franchise quarterback to appear this Sunday, next Sunday, or the following Sunday. I am looking for incremental small victories, something that I can hold on to, um, to be exactly like you said, like there's positivity. You see the, you, you see it come to fruition in front of your eyes that he's capable of not sucking. He can't put it together for long stretches, but at least, at least there are those glimpses. So I, as another battered Jet fan, I completely understand that logic. And when you were describing the game, when you first started to give me the summary, one of the first things that I loved uh, that you said, you said he looked stable. Stable, was, right. Didn't look great. He looked stable. I loved exactly. that phrase. That's <clears throat> because for him, that's a major step up because he's really looked erratic. So for him to start the game, that's more so that we don't have to talk about halftime adjustments when we're losing, Zach, come down. To come out and start the game and look stable, that was such a great word, and uh, I love it. But you also answered my question why uh, at about 90% of the highlights that I saw, Zach Wilson was literally, like you said, running for his life and running either sacked life, or yeah. escaping and making a great athletic play. Well. On the positive side, all right, Wilson did look very stable early on. He looked, re- he actually looked very good, you know, in a comparison way. He didn't look very good like uh, like Pat- Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady good, but he looked very good, mu- much more in comparison to what he's looked like a lot of the time. But if if the Zach Wilson of the first quarter and a you know a quarter and a third or so um, was the guy who was there every game, the Jets the Jets would be in every game and and win some of them. Okay. Now, the, the other positive I took away is it's, it's another in a game where he was running for his life in the second half, he he had no chance. I mean, he really had no chance. He had no time, he had nothing. The Jets had one drive where they did anything at all, and it ended up on that fumble, which, again, I'm going to get back to. But Zach Wilson, again, did not throw an interception. And I don't care 
how small a factor you want to make that be, that has to help his confidence. That it's now two straight games where in, in both games he hasn't looked good, but he has not given the ball away to the other team except for the fumble, which again we'll get back to. So I think that's I think that's huge. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna save my my questions about Zach Wilson and a little bit more commentary for for the end where where I have questions not questions I have a question for you I should say, but th- he definitely has some ability and it's up to the Jets to harness that the correct way. The Jets did not make halftime adjustments in response to the Dolphins' halftime adjustments because the first quarter and a half, the Jets looked great. Then they kind of held on for dear life. And then, of course, they got stupid. There was, um, you know, Keelan Cole dropped a third down pass. That was a, that was an easy first down. And then on the ensuing punt, you know, the guy on the Miami called a fair catch and the Jets hit him anyway and gave him, you know, gave the Dolphins the ball almost at midfield. So this is, this is, it's, it's almost like, you know, the Jets have, have some success and then, you know, like, I mean, I'm obviously exaggerating, but, you know, it, it seemed awfully coincidental that the stupidity started as soon as the air came out of the sails after a guy dropped a third down pass. You know, it's like, how many times are these guys going to drop passes? And and there were a few drop passes and, and and then the stupidity started. So that was I forget when it was. And then halftime after that, the Jets defense did not show up. I even wrote here, it's nice of the defense to, to go home at halftime, but that wasn't even, <laughs> it wasn't even a, a fucking fraction of what it turned into. They made Duke Johnson. And now I know you know who Duke Johnson is. Duke Johnson yep. was on Cleveland for years. He was a third down back. Even when he got the chance to be the guy, he was, he was nothing. He went to Houston. Now he's on Miami. They made Duke Johnson look like Earl Campbell. And I am not exaggerating. Duke Johnson oh was God. broke, breaking tackles everywhere. He was running for huge 15 and 20 chunks of yards, not, you know, breaking four and five tackles every time he touched the ball. It's just like, you know, it went back to the same shit where in the third quarter, I don't, I don't know what the time of possession was. I'm going to have to see if I can look it up. I'm willing to bet the Jets had the ball a third of the third quarter, maybe five minutes out of the 15. Uh, because Miami did what what every team has done. They started ripping off huge chunks of of yards. The Jets' defense wouldn't get off the field. And I'm not going to say that took the offense out of the rhythm because because the line just fell apart. Miami clearly said, you know, let's let's start blitzing more and see what happens. It worked, and they just kept doing it. And and Wilson was really running for his life that whole second half. Um, but you know, I, so I'm a little concerned that the Jets don't seem to. Uh, they they seem to make adjustments when the team when the other team starts out doing you know a certain thing they'll make an adjustment to that but it doesn't seem they make an adjustment to the other team's adjustment to them. Oh, and, right, and, right. Yeah, they can make so, the one adjustment. They can't make the second one, and that's clutch. Yeah. That's clutch. Yeah, it's almost like they have a bunch of scripted plays, and um, if the other team, you know, if the other team, uh, you know, their opponent really does well in the first half, the Jets seem to do something to start the second half to adjust and do better. But it's also the opposite when they do well and the other team adjusts. The Jets can't seem to readjust, and and like you said, they can't make a second adjustment. Maybe they don't readjust. Maybe they only have one, you know, one trick in the bag and and once that trick's used up i don't know what it is but it happens a lot and it happens in either order you want to put it either the other team starts out well and adjusts adjust and then you know by the time they they start adjusting and doing well it's late or they start out well the other team adjusts and the jets can't adjust again so i don't know who to blame for it but the play calling seemed to shift badly towards you know just no creativity in that in the second half and 
I don't know. I don't know what to make of that at all. I just don't. It just it just seemed like they they weren't putting Wilson in in the right position to succeed. And I know a lot of guys will scream about Wilson this and Wilson that, but I I, I don't think Wilson had a bad game per se. It doesn't sound, and again from the limited highlights that I've seen, it did not seem like it was a bad game. It looked like it had some uh, rookie growing pains that are to be expected, but nothing egregious, nothing even that that bad, uh, considering that we're. Ag- we're completely left bare as far as any talent. We, we, we don't have any wide receivers. Uh, we're struggling on running back yet again. Uh, the line is decimated. And you have a rookie quarterback who is in charge of all of that. So uh, considering all those things, uh, I think the game overall was uh, an experience to a positive experience for Wilson. Yeah. Let's point uh, him in the right I'm, direction. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Now, as far as play calling... I kind of have to lean towards the direction of um, blaming the coaches because what I see happening, and this is nothing more than a fan stating his opinion, nothing more than that, but um, young coaching staff, they almost they, they know that they have a game plan. They come in, the other team will adjust, and um, we can adjust. But once they readjust, it's like that second adjustment, it's almost like that young and inexperienced coaching staff is not ready for. They can make one adjustment to what's in front of them, and once the other team makes that second chess move and says, uh, it's almost like checkmate. That like that's it. We only had one in our bag, and maybe that's just young, inexperienced coaching, and um, that's what I'm going to go with. I have not no better guess. It could be. I mean, it could be. It could also be that, you know, um, these guys are just not very good. And, and even if they try and make adjustments, they're just not capable of, of, of handling it. I don't know. I, I wish I could tell. But the Jets have been that way. It's either a, a completely shitty game or it's a tale of two halves. And, and you know, roll the dice. Early in the season, it was always the second half where they played better. Lately, it's been the first half where they played better. Maybe, you know, in these last three games, we'll see them play play well in both halves. I mean, Jacksonville's their only real shot. I don't see them beating Tampa Bay or Buffalo. So, you know, we got real, realistically, we got one more shot to put together a really good game and, and, and win, you know, cause I, you get to January football, they're not beating the teams that need to get somewhere. So, mm-hmm. all right. So now, now I want to get to my, the, the fumble. And the reason I keep going back to it is, you know, me, the one thing I, well, one of, one of the things I always go on and on about is stupidity and lack of awareness and fundamental game awareness of what the hell is going on in the game at that time. So fast forward to that, to that, um, to that fumble. Okay. The jets had stopped Miami's defense for the only time in the half, got the ball, drove down the field, right? Drove down the field and were, uh, I want to say they were on the 30 or 35 yard line. They, they weren't in the red zone yet, but they were getting there. They were down seven at the time. Okay. Um, were they down seven? Well, yeah, they were down seven. I'm trying to think because because a pick six came later and that brought them to within seven. So maybe they were down ten. I, I don't remember. Whatever the, whatever the case was, six tied the game. Um, yes, you're right. The pick six did tie the game. So the Jets were down seven, and um, driving. They were driving to at least be in a position to tie the score, or at least get closer. And Wilson goes back to pass, gets hit as he's trying to throw. The ball is on the ground, and 
you can imagine there's you know five on- offensive linemen, a running back, four defensive don't guys. Tell me somebody tried to pick it up instead of falling. Somebody it. tried to pick it up instead of falling. It. I don't remember which running back was in the game because <sighs> fr- from the regular view from the side, you couldn't tell that's what he did. It was just a huge pileup. But when they showed the angle, right? I don't know which running back it was. I'd have to go look at the play. The running back, the ball is literally like on the edge of the pile up and he tries to like pick it up and pull it out of the pile and run and and somebody kicks the ball out of his hand and then it's a pile up and Miami gets it that to me is inexcusable there is no you know you taught that in peewee football everybody everybody talks about that all the time do not try to be a hero when you're when you're almost in the red zone in a game where you're trailing in the fourth quarter get on the ball and make sure you keep it after your quarterback fumbles it that is completely inexcusable and once i saw that replay i was livid at the stupidity of this team and at the time what i wrote was um that's completely stupid and inexcusable, and it probably cost them any real chance to stay in the game. Then, <laughs> of course, you know, pick six ties the game and, you know, shut <laughs> me up. But, um, you know, the pick six was just a bad throw by Tua. I'm sure you saw the highlights, but, you know, yeah, the, jet, it was a yeah, yeah, the jet guy just jumped right in front of him, and it was only a 20-yard freaking dash in the end zone. Then, um, oh, then, then of course, you know, like the Jets get the ball, and uh, you know the Jets are going to freaking do something stupid to, to lose the game at the end, and it, they did. Fourth and ten. And, um, you know, they, they, uh, you know, Wilson goes back, doesn't, doesn't find his first read and then throws the ball eight yards and the guy gets tackled immediately. So it's the exact same thing as last week. Who am I blaming? Am I blaming Wilson? Am I blaming the receiver? Uh, at some point I can't keep blaming the receiver because, you know, the, the, these players are trained on defense to, to keep the guy in front of you and let him catch anything he wants before the line. So, I, I, I got to give Wilson some, you know, like maybe he panicked and felt that he didn't, he, he had to throw the ball, but when it's fourth and 10 with the game on the line, you cannot throw the ball eight yards. You just can't, you have to get past the yard marker. If it's incomplete, you got nothing to lose, but the game was over at that point. And, you know, it's just another frustrating loss with stupidity. I mean, penalty, bad penalties and, um, the Jets had a pass interference called against him. It was another one of those ridiculous plays that wasn't even catchable. And even even the announcers were talking about how bad a call it was. And it you know it gave Miami the ball inside the five. It was just another situation where the where the, where the officials don't help the Jets at all. But you know they don't help themselves either. So same old shit, same old Jets. Um, you know, shoot yourself in the foot. You got a chance to win. You get a ten nothing lead with the ball and a, a chance to add to it, and just you know the wheels fall off from there. It, it is what it is. But uh, you know, if I want, if if it had been the reverse and the Jets got off to the bad start and came back, I'd be in a much better head about it. But I, I do have to, you know, call a spade a spade. Wilson looked very good for a, for a short time, uh, quarter quarter and plus. Uh, you know, the offense looked pretty good. Michael Carter was back and he was he was taking some chunks of yards. He looked pretty good, and uh, you know, it just shows me that the Jets are capable of doing better. They're capable of being better than they are. Uh, you, you can't put together sustained stuff like that continuously in different games and not be capable of it. So, yes, the coaching, maybe the inexperience, maybe the adjustments, all of those things, the Jets are certainly capable and have the talent on offense, there's no doubt. The defense is a completely different story. It's 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 awful. It's awful. So there's two things. Uh, see, I lean towards agreeing with you in the sense of we see that there is talent. We know that it's there. It just... Uh, but at the same time, part of me is thinking, listen, is it talent or is it fake talent in the sense of you give guys enough touches on a bad team, they'll have a play where they shine. So is it one of those that we're kind of, we're so desperate to see something positive, we're clinging on to almost false hope. These guys are 
come on, it's been what what is it, 13, 14, 15 weeks now? And you still can't put together an entire game? Maybe maybe we're the morons. Maybe we're looking at this false hope and it's just like uh really we're gonna hang out we're gonna hang our hat on the fact that the guy made three plays uh, the entire game and that's been the best game of the season for him and that's what we're celebrating maybe it's just we're seeing that the talent is not there the other thing that uh when you were telling me the fumble story when you started being so adamant about uh with uh you're gonna tell me pissed what uh you made it so adamant that when you tell me the story i'm gonna understand where the anger was coming from as a like-minded football fan I smiled, and when you were that adamant, I was like, oh, my God. It's going to be a fumble where the Jets player (laughs) tried to fall on it and run instead of just being situationally aware and recovering the ball. So that was just – I just wanted to mention I was cracking up as you were talking. I know where this is going. You did. You you called it – as I said, Wilson gets the ball and there's a pileup. You were like, oh, my God. So I I want to see if I can pull this up because I I don't know which running back it was. I honestly don't even know. I mean, it could have been any one of the three guys. I I don't remember which one it was. But – and again, from the normal angle, from the side where they show every play when it starts, you couldn't see it because it was it was like Wilson went back to throw, got hit, and the fumble, and then there's a pile up, and Miami starts pointing in a direction, and then you you get the sick feeling in your stomach, and then the ref gets there, looks down, and points Miami's direction, and you're like, fuck. Then when they showed a replay from the other angle, you're like, you motherfucker, you know, you stupid asshole. Yeah, well. You get the point. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Two things real quick. One, um, uh, regarding people who talk about, you know, kicker killing momentum, right? This this game was almost a carbon copy of the Eagles game, except for the missed extra points. Jets get off to a great start, have their opponent on the ropes, blow it, whatever. So for all the people who say kickers kill momentum, today the kicker made all the kicks. And I'll tell you, Vort, every kick this guy made was dead center. If you had put a freaking, if you had put a line in the middle of the, in the middle of the goalpost to, to signify what the middle was, this guy would have broke that line every single time. Every oh, kick wow. was right down the middle, right? So with the exception of the pick six. It's a replay of the Eagles game, right? The Jets just couldn't get back in the game. They had the big lead early. So so I don't want to hear any more shit about kickers missing extra points costing the Jets games because of momentum. Bullshit. It is just not true. And that whole narrative that the Jets need to pay a kicker is complete crap until they have a need for a kicker to make a difference in a game. And first quarter in a game, just because the Jets had 18 points instead of 21, does not a freaking does not mean the kicker cost in the game. So I want to put that shit to rest right now. Second one, and this, and, and you know, you and me, we're, we're so much on the same page sometimes without even realizing it, is you brought up, is it just that the players are bad or are they, you know, they're just not talented, whatever? This is kind of along those lines, right? So I, 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 regarding Zach Wilson, right? We can't rule him out as a franchise quarterback, but have we really seen anything really? I mean, like really seen something that suggests he can be. Okay. Because I've seen flashes of something, but I don't know what that something is. It could just be an adequate guy. It could be an adequate NFL quarterback because if you have the talent to get drafted to the NFL, you're going to make plays occasionally, you know, like, as you said, throw a guy out there enough times, some shit's going to stick. So, 2022 to me is going to be the make or break year. I know he'll be here in the year three unless he looks like he does this year. But the question really begs is Zach Wilson, just because he may not suck does not mean he's what we're looking for either. And that's a question we have to resolve before we get to year three with Zach Wilson, because if he doesn't make any progress next year and we're still talking about this or that, 
you know, he may not show that he's a franchise guy, but he's got to make that progress. But at the end of the day, he might just turn into an adequate NFL quarterback. Okay. What I described as an adequate NFL quarterback is a guy who is a, basically a game manager. You know, your high end adequate quarterbacks, a Kirk Cousins type, right? Kirk Cousins. You're, yeah. Not a guy who's going to take the ball nope. and win you a goddamn game. when Everybody yep. else is just a step below. And you have the Aaron Rodgers who's going to make a fucking crazy exactly. play yeah. that's going to have us out of our seats yelling, oh, my God, how did he do it? But he does fucking do that. That's why he's the mega quarterback. <laughs> and I've seen nothing from Zach Wilson that suggests we have the guy. All I've seen is exactly what you just said. Flashes that he's capable Capable right. of surviving in the NFL. I have not seen flashes that he can set the world on fire, which right. is, exactly. let's not forget, was our goal when this and, draft yep. was coming around. And that's my whole point. Is as and here I'm gonna I'm gonna send a shout out to one of the guys in in, in the Dark Sider Jets um, Facebook group, Barry. If you're listening, or at some point you hear this. Um, Barry brought up the fact that whether, you know, we can't give up on him yet, but, you know, is he really going to be the guy? I forget the exact post, but it made me think, and, it, and I'd like to do a quick exercise with you because I know you like these little these little exercises where we talk about things, right? I, in my head, went through the, the NFL quarterbacks in my head, obviously the ones now, I'm not talking about past guys, just the ones now, and went through a list of adequate versus the level where we want them to be. And of course, guys who who are terrible and don't necessarily belong. And where, you know, if Zach Wilson's an adequate quarterback, where you know, where where he's a game manager and may not lose you a game, but is not going to make the difference in winning a game, then that then I want to look at a guy on another team and say, do I want him to be like that? Because listen, the Rodgers, the Brady's, the Mahomes, yeah, that's a that's a pipe dream. I want that guy. I just want a guy who's good enough to have them in position all the time. I, the, you know, the Rodgers guy is a bonus now. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. There was another point I wanted to make before I went to that exercise. Oh, so here is the track I would like to see from Wilson before I either give up on him or say, okay, he's going to be here. This year is this year. It's done. He's, you know, he, he can do whatever he wants in the next three games, and I'll still have questions going into next year. Next year, I want Zach Wilson to manage games well enough that he's not losing games for us. Okay, year three, which is the end of the rookie contract where they're going to have to make a decision on him. I want to see Zach Wilson actively make a difference in winning some games. He doesn't still doesn't have to be the, the elite guy. He doesn't have to be Rodgers or Brady. He doesn't even have to be a Josh Allen. But in year three. I want to see Zach Wilson actively make a difference between winning and, and losing close games, which he's obviously not doing now. I, I don't expect that next year. If I get it, great. But what I want to see from him next year is just not losing games for us like he is now. Okay? I mean, is that a fair track to put on him, would you say? Uh, you had been until you got to the very end. I couldn't disagree with you more about the final part. What's that? By year three, he has to be a starting quarterback of a playoff-bound team. No exceptions. This is a top five quarterback pick that was pegged to be the franchise. Not year three development. Year one has been a waste. Year two is where we need to see improvement that by the end of next season, we're high-fiving each other and saying, oh man, he hit that stride. This is what we were looking for. Can't wait till next season. Season three is playoff or bust. If we're still... Talking about incremental steps and he won us a game or two, that means dick to me. I'm sorry, man. We got to be a playoff team. It's no. got to be pretty solid by year three. 
I th- no, 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 I'm with you. I think you misunderstood me. Next year would be the year he might win us a game or two because he's not losing game for us. In year three, there's, you know, any NFL team, you got the 14 and two, or this year, 15 and two teams that are going to win a lot of games by, you know, without close games. You know, then you got the two and 15 teams who are going to lose a lot of games like that. Most of the other teams have four, five, six, seven games that are one score games. You know, and, you know, a play here and there makes all the difference in those games. You might lose all seven of them and, and be a four and 13 team when you could have been a nine and eight team. You know what I mean? Right. What I want to see in year three is that Zach Wilson in those games is actively making a difference in, in being the winning factor in those games. And he's not losing those games. That's what I want to see in year three. In year in year two, I want to see him not losing games and he'll, and he'll help us win a couple of games, maybe. But that's what I'm expecting because don't forget, we're on a trajectory here where at the end of year three, we have to commit to him for the next two years, of not course. just one. Of right. Course. So at the end of year three, if Zach Wilson makes the difference in four or five games, then you can bet your ass. The Jets are not going to be a two and 15 or a 15 and two team. You can bet your ass that if he makes a difference in five games, the Jets are a 10 win team and they're probably in the playoffs. So, yeah, no, I, I am with you all the way. I want to see that happen in year three and see him making a difference in those games. I'm not saying like the difference between one or two games. Zach Wilson needs to take those you know um like 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 in baseball they say there's there's 54 wins and 54 losses for every team and the other 54 games are, are what makes you a good or bad team right that's what i want to see with zach wilson every team's going to lose five let's say four games every team's going to win four games it's those up now that's too many every team's going to win six games every team's going to lose six games so that's why it leaves you five games i want to see zach wilson make the difference in at least three to five three to three to four of those five games in those close games that's that's basically what i'm looking for here yeah so i I am totally with you and i i think i probably didn't portray that well enough i think every nfl team plays a lot of close games and the quarterback in most cases makes a difference and i want to see him make that difference that would be a huge step. I agree. But yeah, to me, I think by the end of next season, I feel that by the end of the season, when you and me sit down and start talking um, and recapping another lost year of the Jets franchise, I think we should be able enough with our experience, our pain, everything we've been through as Jet fans, we should have a good enough idea to say we have our guy or I can't believe that uh, it's happening again. I am not seeing anything close resembling a franchise quarterback. By next year, I think we'll know if we got a Sam Darnold or if we got a Josh Allen. And I, I don't think that's unreasonable. Uh, oh. 34 games into your NFL career, that's uh, you're talking about uh, during the 16-game season, you're talking about two and a half seasons of live snaps. Um, almost, a little less. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, I don't know, but at the end of next season, I should be able to high five you and say we got our guy, or we got to go to a bar because uh, we need another quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the very least, at the end of next year, I want to know. I want to know for sure whether we don't have the guy. You know, because you'll know if you don't have the Correct. guy. Correct. I'm okay with there being some question as whether he turns into a big time guy or just an adequate NFL quarterback. Because if if his ceiling is Kirk Cousins. At the end of next year, you'll know that he's at least decent enough to be there and then hope he can take that next step. You know, and I always Your go back to Kirk. terminology is 100% correct. That's what right. I wanted to convey. I want to know that we have – exactly. That we, yeah. If he's a complete bust, we will know that by the end of next season. 
Right, exactly. And I agree. And for me, a complete bust is a guy who hasn't made enough progress not to lose games for you, right? So yep. um, so here's my little exercise. I'm going to go through the, the teams in the NFL and their quarterbacks right now and determine whether or not we feel we would accept Zach Wilson's ceiling as that guy or if he's adequate enough to be okay and it's not what we want or obviously the obvious ones will be like never, okay? So let's start. Okay. I'm going to look at the standings. Mac Jones, too early to tell. You can't really rate him, Okay. Josh Allen. Would you take Josh Allen? Uh, yes, I have to say yes, even <laughs> though it comes with the question mark. The way this season uh, he's shown that we are very quick. He He's the prime example of uh, people jumping the gun and proclaiming that the kid has it. He right. certainly showed his ability. The league figured him out a little bit, and he's having his struggles. But yes, obviously, considering where we are and w- what he's at, yes, I would take him. Right. Uh, well. Yeah, well, look at Josh. He's making differences. Now, he may not be able to carry the team on his back, but Josh Allen has certainly won a bunch of games for them. He may not be, you know, some of these other games where, you know, I you know, I, I can't necessarily explain why some of the Bills have looked bad in some games. I have no idea if it's him or not, but I have seen enough games where Josh Allen with his legs and some of these throws he makes has 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 been the difference in the Bills winning games. And he, and he seems to, you know, let's see what he does in the playoffs this year. If, if they make another deep run after after a lull this season, then obviously we have our answer. But I, if you're going to tell me that at some point. But a short answer was yes. Yes, yes. of course, I will say exactly yes, as a developing point. answer that. Okay. Yes, I have to be concede that with the. Yes. Yes. Okay. Tua. I, I think it's too early for him, although I'm leaning towards no. I don't think if, uh, you know, I, I, there's not enough data on Tua yet for us to make a determination one way or the other, but the early returns are not great. Okay. Um, with you. Incomplete, but uh, trending towards a no. Right. Okay. Joe Burrow. Obviously early in the career, but, and, and if you tell me Zach Wilson's going to look like Joe Burrow in, in 2022, I'll fucking, I'm going to run into the bathroom and, and whack off right now. But, <laughs> I'll sign but, up for that right now. Yeah, I'll sign up for it. I don't know where Z- Joe, Joe Burrow is going to be in a couple of years, but right now he's, he's, a, he's a much better than adequate NFL quarterback. Okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson, which to me is an interesting one. He hasn't done it in the playoffs, but if, if. You know, if Zach Wilson's ceiling is what Lamar Jackson has been so far, would you take that? Not, not, not the skill set, but just, the, just the the ceiling of of how he wins games and what and what he does to keep his team in games. You have to say yes because he, that's exactly what he cemented his reputation on. He discounting the playoffs and a couple of duds is the guy finds ways to keep his team in games, win games, and make plays in crucial times. Of course, I will take that. Hundred percent, I agree. Hundred percent. Anybody who says no is ridiculous because, because despite what you want to say about Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, the Ravens have double-digit wins and in the playoffs every year. So hundred percent. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously not what he looks like now, but if you're telling me I have Ben Roethlisberger in his prime, I would take that in a fucking heartbeat, right? Again, agreed. Yes, agreed. Okay, Baker Mayfield, another perfect example of an adequate quarterback who is not going to carry the team on his back. And and probably won't lose a lot of games for you, but I don't see Baker Mayfield carrying him on his back either. I put him in this in a much younger version, but same class as Kirk Cousins right now. So I would say no, I don't want Zach Wilson to be like Baker Mayfield. What about you? I put him as a categorical no. I have been very vocal in saying that right now, if you have to assess Baker Mayfield, it is an easy assessment, and the easy answer is he's a bust. But let's not forget that he was a number one overall pick. You do not draft number one 
for a guy to the phrase you said survive in the NFL, and find and ways to hang in there, be 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 good enough to make the roster. No, no, you have to be a game changer. He's been nothing has consist nothing has consistently shown that he is that. So no, I will easily and unequivocally say absolutely no. 100%. I mean, he could obviously turn into something more, but at this point in his career, four seasons in, I don't see the number one pick franchise game game make game uh, playmaker that that they that they drafted him to be. So I agree. And him and Kirk Cousins and this next guy all in the same boat to me. They're all adequate guys who will probably have you doing exactly what we don't want. I don't want to be, you know, 500 with the last three games of the season determining whether I get in the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill, another guy that to me is 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 much more um, dependent on the talent around him than he is making the talent around him better. So Tannehill's another guy, in my opinion, that is an adequate NFL quarterback. He's not going to hurt you, but it's not what I want. And I would say flat out, no, I don't want Zach Wilson to be like Ryan Tannehill. Unequivocal no for me as well. The guy can't do shit with, uh, with Henry <laughs> out. Uh, they're hanging on in some games because of their defense. He is completely that guy that you... He's Trent Dilfer. He can even win a Super Bowl with the right team, but it sure is going to be not because of him. It's because they put him in position to stay out of the way enough uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, hand, hand the yeah. ball off. Yeah. Uh, unequivocal no on my end as well. Yep, and, and what we're looking for here is is the Rodgers and the Bradys who make their guys better. And most of the guys we've talked about, we have not. Josh Allen, obviously the the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Roethlisberger, but Burrow makes his guys better. Jackson makes his guys better. I think Allen, for the most part, makes his guys his guys better. I don't think Mayfield or who else did we talk about here? The other guys are too young. I don't think Mayfield or uh, or Tannehill make their guys better. Here's the the next one is interesting. Guy has had a lot of in, a lot of success, but has a lot, also a lot of downs. I know you're not a fan. Carson Wentz. If Zach Wilson was going to turn into a healthy, not not the beat up Carson Wentz, but a healthy Carson Wentz, would you be okay with it? Uh, my simple. Uh, I hate answering a question with a question, but the what is a healthy Carson Wentz? <laughs> I, I, who, I don't the, know. The guy who who had the Eagles looking really good before he went down came back the next year looked pretty good and then he's been beat the hell up since then he's been injured. So if you're telling me you don't want an injury prone guy, I am 100 percent on board. The last thing you want is an injury prone quarterback who's going to be out. But when Carson Wentz is not injured, would the you? The best would I you can do for you is an incomplete. I I'm sorry, I have not. I've never been a fan of his. Uh, he took the league by storm in the first uh, eight to ten games, but so did his coach, uh, Doug Peterson. And when the league figured him out, boy, oh boy, did he have struggles adjusting back and uh, being adequate. He was turnover prone. Uh, they were losing games. He was making a lot of the costly plays that cost his team those games. Um, maybe I'm harsh, but never been a fan of him. And for, for those reasons, I'm... No, no, he has not shown me nearly enough to commit my franchise quarterback to have that ceiling. I uh, the best I'll do is incomplete, but the, even the healthy version of him has not been something that made me overly impressed. So I would say no. 
Nope. I agree with you. It was a trick question, not because I was trying to trick you. Not, not because I was trying to trick you into changing your answer, <laughs> but because I, 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 you know, I, I started this whole thing by saying that you're going with what the guy is, and Carson Wentz is injury prone. I don't want an injury prone guy. So just because he has a high ceiling when he's healthy doesn't mean that 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 ceiling could be reached. So I agree with you. I don't want an injury prone, inconsistent guy as my guy. Okay, Houston Texans. There's nobody there we could even talk about. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, nobody there we can talk about. He's in his first year. Okay, Mahomes, obviously. Wait, we wait, wait, wait. before we move on, would yeah, you yeah. want an all-pro quarterback if he was a rapist? All right, I just had to throw that out there with Deshaun Watson. Rapist. Oh, yeah, Watson. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, not, he's not the quarterback anymore. Yeah, <laughs> if Davis the... Mills is your guy, then uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but but okay, if we're going to talk about the, the <laughs> on-the-field activities, I certainly would take Deshaun Watson as a ceiling. Same. Okay, Patrick Mahomes, do we even need to discuss that one? Uh, Justin Herbert, I don't think we need to discuss that one either because if Zach Wilson turns into what Justin Herbert is now, we're in good shape. Next guy is another one of those guys right on the cusp. I think he's probably another Kirk Cousins type where he's at the high end of the adequate scale, but I would say no personally. David Carr. I don't see David Carr as a guy who is really making guys better. Uh, He's good, but he's not good enough in my opinion. He's very likable. He's nowhere near good enough. Uh, again, he'll make a few big plays, but uh, the team always falls in crunch time. Uh, simply no, not enough wins. At the end of the day, quarterback is judged by wins. His stats are solid. They're not mediocre. They're not uh, wow. They're very solid. But the winning and the consistency has not been there. It's a no for me. Yep, same here. All right, Broncos. I don't see anybody there to talk about. I mean, Bridgewater is is he's an, he's yet another. He, I, you know, Bridgewater with his injury history is, is barely adequate. He's pretty good when he's in there, but he's not making anybody better either. He is he is the you know he is the latter day uh, injury prone Ryan Fitzpatrick that guy. Yep. So, um, okay, NFC Dallas Cowboys. Dak, Dak Prescott. That he's an interesting one. Would you take Would you take Dak Prescott as your ceiling? <sighs> It's one of those where I find myself on the fence. Uh, I go back and forth, and I'll tell you why. When uh, when he came into the league, uh, I was not a fan. Um, he was. Uh, I think we were still adjusting to the that new running athletic quarterback versus a pocket passer. So uh, it took me time to come around. I became a fan. Uh, I think he has shown progression. He has shown development. He has shown. A, a, an ability to play in various offenses. I will say yes. I'd like to see a little bit more winning, but uh, he has them in playoff contention. Um, maybe this year is the year they can win a playoff game, and uh, that plays into it. But I will say yes. It's very borderline, very borderline, but but a yes for me. Yeah, see, for me, it's not borderline. I would take him in a heartbeat because, you know, it's that Dak Prescott, the last two years, when the, when he's been in there, the Cowboys are, are are great. They have a dynamic offense. And when he went down last year, even with Andy Dalton, a vet, they sucked. Cowboys were terrible. Uh, they're ten and four this year. People, nobody expected that. They, they're going to probably end the year, you know, you know, twelve and five, thirteen and four, something like that, if they win their last three. I think the next three games are against the division. Right? Let me see. They they are no. They only have two against the division. Whatever the case, I, I would I would absolutely take Prescott as a ceiling and and run away with it and be happy. I, I, I think the guy's real good and he makes a big difference on his team. Um, 
Next three teams in the NFC East not worth talking about. Jalen Hurts too early. Nobody on Washington. And you know, if you if you really want to talk about Daniel Jones, we can. But I'm pretty sure that you're you're a no on Daniel Jones. So a hard no. Yes. Okay. No hard no. Okay. (laughs) NFC North. Okay. We start with the Packers. Obviously, I would fucking. It's another guy. I would jerk off for the second time. Of course. Um, (laughs) Kirk Cousins. We've already talked about him. No shot. I don't want any part of having Kirk Cousins as my ceiling and in uh, in my franchise quarterback. I know you agree. All right. Justin Field is too early. Jared Goff. Absolutely not. I don't care how good he's looked at times. No. Okay. Tom Brady. Would you would you take Tom Brady? No, no. Who's Tom Brady? No, hell Who, no. Who's, who's that? Tom Brady? He's a fucking chump. Okay, obviously Tom Tom Brady. Uh, you want to talk about the guy who makes everybody better? Him and Rogers are the best I've ever seen at that. You know, it's just unbelievable. Absolutely incredible. Okay, New Orleans Saints, Taysom Hill, not going to happen. Matt Ryan, an interesting one. I I put him on the good side of the of the Kirk Cousins equation. I'm going to call Kirk Cousins the, the equator, right? There's guys who are slightly below him, and I think Matt Ryan is slightly above him, and I lean towards saying that if my guy is Matt, is Matt Ryan, not now, obviously, but Matt Ryan in his prime, I lean towards saying I would probably take that and take my chances that the Jets can build a good enough team around him to win. What about you? To me, this is the exact opposite of Dak Prescott. <clears throat> I was a huge fan of, uh, was, still am. Um, that Super Bowl loss was heartbreaking. Oof. But, yeah. but when I look at the overall body of work, uh, he was capable and he did make his team better in stretches, but he was never consistently at the top of the league. So to me, he just misses out by a nose hair to make uh, to make it be a yes for me, but I have to say a no. And uh, part of it is I don't want a quarterback who puts up just enough stats to for people to say that oh he look he 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 made the pro bowl i don't care about pro bowls it's so diluted in the nfl and outside of that um he just he never peaked too high he peaked as an above average really really solid quarterback for two three years and then he was just good enough that you couldn't justify getting rid of him but yet you couldn't understand why the team wasn't winning so to me i'm gonna say no Interesting because I, I listen, I, as you would always say, it's not a hill I would die on. I would not argue for Matt Ryan too hard. I happen to put him just on the other side of that line where he's probably the lowest. Uh, level of adequate and uh, better than adequate, I should say, that I would accept. If uh, if you're going to tell me Zach Wilson will will have the, Matt Ryan as his ceiling, then we need help. It's not like he's he's not going to be the guy that's going to make everyone else better. Correct. But I, right. I, but but I would probably because he's been so consistently good, never great, but consistently good. I would probably say I'd roll the dice and hope that the Jets put enough guys around him to. To, to you know to, to get him over the top he's right on that border though but I agree with you so I, I I cannot cannot argue with your with your stance at all all right we got Sam darnold slash cam Newton nothing to talk about there right I mean even nope. cam Newton in his prime I might consider that but I don't think he's had the longevity you know you gotta yep. you gotta take it the longevity Kyler Murray an interesting one because he's shown a lot of flashes uh he's in his third year showing a lot of flashes but he's been inconsistent and he's he's on a pretty 
pretty bad run right now. But Kyler Murray for me is on is also on that borderline. But I would lean towards yes because of his potential and 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 how well he's performed when he has performed. So he's kind of an incomplete. But I would lean towards yes with him. So what about you? Exactly the same way. Incomplete leaning towards the yes. <clears throat> he clearly is the new breed of the quarterback who can make plays. Uh, he's he's dynamic. He's just a dynamic athlete. What I don't like about him is uh, I'm not as high on him as the rest of the world seems to be. And that's saying a lot because I am a big fan of him. I'm just not ready to put him in the same league as Patrick Mahomes and the next Brady's and Manning's, which a lot of people are already jumping. Uh, I'm not even, even ready to match him up and say he's Lamar Jackson. He certainly is showing the capabilities. But uh, what I don't like about him is almost every single play is a high school playground type of play where... Yeah, roll to not, your left, throw the ball deep, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's uh, it's roll, extend the play, wait for the... Re- it's never just the drop back or even roll out of a pocket, set throw. It's The entire offense is predicated on him extending plays with his feet and maybe that is the new NFL, but uh, I don't know if there is longevity in that. And right now we're seeing that it's not a guaranteed uh, formula for success and wins. Like you said, he's ran into some trouble. So I'm going to say um, if it's a yes, it's by the skin of my teeth. I'll have right. to say yes. But otherwise, uh, I'm leaning toward towards an incomplete. Right. No, same here. I, I, I would, you know, gun to my head, I would say yes, but I would not, I would not freaking, uh, you know, put my life on the line for it. Okay. Uh, Stafford. Really, really interesting one. You go. <sighs> oh man. This is a guy that, uh, I've been a fan of for a long time. And, uh, I always said that he, he got a raw deal just being in a terrible franchise, kind of like being on the jets. On the jets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh man, he's, He's, I don't know if I can be impartial on this one because he, he meets all the criteria that I want. He's so tough. He's so committed. He plays through injuries. Uh, the, the knock on him is he's he never, never wins. Been on them. <laughs> yeah. He never wins until yeah. you put him on a franchise that surrounded him with talent, a, a coach with ingenuity, and all of a sudden he's a quarterback who's about to be in the playoffs who's a quarterback who's being talked about as a, on the fringes of being in a MVP conversations, not, not going to probably uh, going to miss out, but just he's on the fringes of that. Um, I, I have to say, yes, it, it would be, it wouldn't be a confident yes, but I have to say yes, because he meets so many of the intangibles. And uh, for me, the guy that's going to take us to the next level, got to have some of those intangibles. I, I'm exactly the same page. I hate to, I hate to, I would love for us to be able to argue one out one time, but I, I did this exercise in my head today before, you know, I had a long ride today. I uh, had, uh, I had that, that, this little exercise in my head. And when I got to Stafford, I was like, you know what? The guy doesn't win. And, you know, let's be honest, Jamie's in my head. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> Jamie has made me think that the guy is much worse than he is. But when you, you know, you know, look at the team he's got now. They're 10 and four. They tough out. They toughed out a win tonight. They they tough out some wins here and there. Yes, they've had some bad losses. But Stafford last week put on a clinic with great bombs down the down the field, hit these guys in stride. He looked fantastic last week. You know, I didn't watch tonight's game, but I saw that they that they toughed one out. Uh, I would put him in the same 
kind of realm as Matt Ryan, but I think he's better, even though he hasn't had the team and, and the organization. So if I think he's better than Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan was on the border and above it, I got to put Stafford above it too, you know? So that's the way I look at it. And and I, I would certainly, if, if you're going to tell me uh, that Zach Wilson is going to be Matt Stafford you know, from Stafford's consistent career in a couple of years, I have to go with that. And again, you know, assume that the Jets are going to put some talent around him and not be, you know, the Jets they've always been or the Detroit Lions. Because I think Stafford in a better situation, it would have had a, be- a much better career. So yeah, I'm going to say yes. This year, he's showing him yeah. this year right now. And last week was a big win for him. But the other thing, the other reason why I would say yes is that some of the, I call it the lost seasons, his stats were not good. They were outrageous. And the guy was known for taking a beating and playing in one of the worst yeah. offensive lines. But my God, his stats were just the yards, the touchdowns. It was it was outrageous for a guy. Like it it simply didn't add up that a quarterback had stats like that and the team was that bad. But uh, yes, so for me, it's a yes. And for those wondering who Jamie is, uh, we one of our friends is a Detroit Lions fan, and. Uh, basically trashes Matt Stafford. He's been trashing him for, for 10 years because he's never won a playoff game. And, and no matter what you throw at this guy, he, he just needs to see the playoff win. It's like he puts his hands over his head, over his ears, and won't listen to what you say about Stafford. So it's got us thinking Stafford's like a Hall of Famer when obviously he's not. I'm trying to be objective here, but uh, that that's who Jamie is. Okay, we have two left. One of them's obvious, and the other one to me is obvious as well. But let's start with Garoppolo. I would put Garoppolo well below that adequate line. He may be a game manager. He may do this, he may do that, but there's no way I want my ceiling to be, you know, Tony, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. How about you? What if Garoppolo leads the team to the playoffs this season and wins a playoff game? Now you're talking about a quarterback who is, uh, <clears throat> after graduating from being Tom Brady's understudy, had uh, a run to the Super Bowl, uh, had another playoff run now, uh, and had an injury in between. Um, I'm a fan of Garoppolo. You brought up a very good point. Is he just a game manager? But is he going to be a game manager that uh, wins games? He he seems to be the opposite of Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's right. a game manager who is capable of winning a game late in the fourth. And Kirk Cousins, I have zero faith in doing that. Oh, man, that Super Bowl trip and the, the way he is looking now this season, the past five weeks when the, they're now – they went from a forgotten team that was written off in that division to now fighting for legitimate be, being in a fight for a playoff spot. Oh. <laughs> I'll, say tough, pen, yeah. <laughs> I'll say pending this season. If he's a playoff quarterback this season, I say yes. I'm intrigued enough to say yes. If they miss the playoffs uh, – in the clutch weeks when they're in a position to be there and they miss out, I'll say no. This is kind of the make or break it, uh, season for him because clutch performance in the last couple of weeks when you're in a playoff hunt matters. And to me, this is a perfect stage for Jimmy G. So can I get back to you with an answer after we play week 17? Sure, sure. that's a nice cop-out answer. Um, for me, for me, it's, it's, a, it's a hard no. I think the guy's pretty good, but I don't think he's any more exciting or dynamic than than David Carr or or going to get anybody else over the top and make all his players better, no worse than Kirk Cousins. Well, Kirk Cousins doesn't have any clutch ability. If, if Garoppolo does, then he's, he's better. But I, I, put, I put him in that same category as a guy I just don't feel is consistent or 
or uh, let's use the word dynamic. I don't feel he's dynamic enough. So I, I would absolutely not. If you're going to tell me that that I'm going to start settling for better than what we have, and at least in the playoff hunt every year, then sure, I'll take Garoppolo. But we we have we have made it clear that that's not what we're looking for. So I would absolutely say no. I have to actually eat some crow and take back my answer because as you were talking right now, I asked myself a simple question: How did I say how did I say no to Matt Ryan and yes to Garoppolo? Oh, that's a fair Both point. lost yeah. in the Super Bowl. It wasn't a Super Bowl win. Um, yeah, I got a little bit swept up by his beautiful eyes and by the fact that the Jets <laughs> suck so much that the average was impressed me. Uh, I'll eat some crow and I'll admit that I overestimated. The answer is no. Okay. Well, I mean, if a guy goes on to win the Super Bowl, we both may eat crow, but that's easy. Okay. And Russell Wilson, clearly, we don't have to discuss him either. So that is the end of our ex- little exercise. This one was this was an hour podcast today, but it was a fun one. I thought I had a good time. Loved every minute of it. <laughs> All right, man. We will do our preview podcast that, uh, well, Jesus, Christmas is Saturday. I guess we got to do this maybe Thursday night, right? I think so. Yeah, we gotta squeeze it in. Uh, squeeze quick it in. Question for you: Did yeah. uh, either of us come close on Zach Wilson's stats? Oh, I forgot. Let's look at that. I completely forgot. Okay, do you have the stats in front of you? I do not. Okay, I can pull it. Up. I will Hold pull on. it up right now. You got it. Okay, I completely forgot about that. I don't even remember what either of us picked. Okay, I'm ready for you. Oh, I, okay. Now I remember. We, I had him at 500. You had him at one less than five. We had almost the exact same stats. So, all right, here we go. Uh, okay. All right, here we ready? go. Box okay. four. Zach Wilson, 13 of 23 okay. for 170 yards. No touchdowns, but no picks, uh, but one touchdown on the ground. So 13 of 23. That was a quarterback sneak. It's not impressive. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I had him at 17 of 34. You had him at 17 of 33. So we both... Uh, I guess we were both like like percentage wise we were we were right in the area. He just threw a lot less than we thought he would. Um, you had him at one interception, one TD. I had him at two and two. So yeah, I, we were both off. You were obviously much closer. And um, okay, what did Michael Carter do? Michael Carter had an astounding eight carries for eighteen yards. <laughs> he also did not let you down out of a backfield. He had one catch for two yards. There you go. Okay, I was a little off on that one. I had him at 21 for 89. I So I had him running 21 times and Wilson throwing 34. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Okay, and then I had him <laughs> at four catches for 22 yards. You had Barrios, Barrios as your as your guy. What did Barrios do? Barrios had two rushes for 10 yards and a touchdown. And Barrios had one catch for 26 yards. So I right, definitely well, missed yeah. on that. I had him carrying twice, but I definitely missed on him catching. Yeah, two carries for 25 yards, and you had five for 65 with a touchdown. So you, you were closer, and you were closer. Okay, best, worst, uh, best, worst, real. Um, you, you're, let's see, you had, I, neither one of us had the Dolphins winning by seven. We had a lot more, so we were both off. Um, you had the Jets winning in your best case. I had the Dolphins winning by three in my best case. So, yeah, we were completely off. Okay, you had Dolphins, two turnovers, Jets won. Um, Dolphins had two turnovers. Good one. And Jets had one. <laughs> Look at you. You hit All it right, right. on the head. Right? And I, <laughs> I had Dolphins. To hold on to. There you go. And I had Dolphins three turnovers, Jets one. So 
uh, and the Jets dropped a, uh, what's his name there? Ashton Davis, Mr. Uh, I hate contact had a, an interception <laughs> pop. Yeah. Ball popped in the air after a, um, I after saw the a, highlight <clears throat> uh, after a pass had been kicked it like a fucking, like a soccer player. Okay. Well, there you go. So, uh, that's that. We will uh, chat later in the week for our preview podcast, uh, Jets Jacksonville. And I, I know people all over the country are, are putting parties together to watch that one. <laughs> That's a camp to can this TV. Love it. <laughs> My man, I loved this hour-long podcast. It was the the exercise was fun. Thank you for uh, again thinking of an original little twist. It was fun as always. I'll keep coming up with if I can, bro. Talk to you soon. Talk to you.